0: Welcome to another episode of B-School, a living case study in aligned action. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, speaker, facilitator, and founder of Inner Workout. B-School is a personal development podcast for collective change. So join me in becoming a student of yourself and the world around you. Let's get studying. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of B-School. I'm so glad that you have decided to spend some time with me. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to take a moment to shout out one of my favorite jewelry brands, Mejuri. I've never been someone who wears a ton of jewelry, and that's why I really love Mejuri. Super simple, super high-quality pieces that make a statement but aren't too over the top. If you are interested in checking out Missouri jewelry, you can head to slash Missouri and you'll get a little discount on your purchase. Okay, let's get into today's show. I'm so, so excited to be able to share this episode with you. We're talking about five ways to change your relationship to email and The reason I'm excited to share this with you is because I didn't really ever think that I could, in good faith, do an episode about this. I've talked about ways that I've tried to manage my relationship with email in the past, but this is the best place I've ever been with email, and I'm really proud of it. And I'd love to help other people start to navigate their own relationship to email as well. So where do we start? I have been addicted to email for a long time, and it started really innocently, as a lot of things do. It started with just the sense of excitement and anticipation. I, for a long time, was in a season of life where I was looking forward to different opportunities coming through. So, going as far back as college, and you're applying to all these internships or fellowships or whatever, and I'd want to check my email to see did this company get back to me? Did the recruiter get back to me? Did they decide who they're giving this award to? And I would check my email and get excited. And then that went through to searching for jobs. And then when back in the day I had my lifestyle blog and I was pitching certain things, just email became this kind of portal to opportunity. And so I would check it a fair amount because who knew what could be there when i opened my email as i started to get more into the workplace that started to change so emails started to become this distraction in disguise for me if i wasn't engaged in whatever i was doing i'd just say hey let me check my email and it didn't really feel like i was distracting myself because i'm checking something for work and inevitably I would find something in my email to do. I could spend some time crafting a response to someone or someone in my email is giving me a different task to do. So let me abandon the thing that I was trying to focus on because someone needs this. So let me go ahead and do it, whether or not it is the thing that would most move the needle in terms of my areas of responsibility. So email became the source of distraction But it didn't really feel like distraction because I was still doing things. I just wasn't doing what I needed to do. And I noticed this particularly crop up for me when I was starting to get into something and feel like, oh, I'm going to have to put some brain power into this. I'm going to have to put some effort. And I don't feel like doing that effort right now. So let me check my email. Let me find something lower stakes to do. Especially now, I get a good amount of emails and one of the clients that I work with, I have a separate email for them. So there are just a plethora of email inboxes that I can go to for a distraction and so that can become really detrimental for me to have email as a stressed up distraction and to go down rabbit holes in someone's Pitching me something or offering me an opportunity, and then I can say, okay, well, let me research, let me do my due diligence. What if I did this and said, what if I said no to them, but I pitched this opportunity? And next thing you know, it's two hours later, and I maybe have responded to that original email, and definitely haven't gotten done the things that I had on my get to do list. And so, I knew that something had to give. I also noticed that my relationship to email was just taking me away from being present in my life. And it was really easy for me to excuse it because I own a business. And what if someone is emailing me something and it's urgent and I miss out on it? But really the thing that I was missing out on was my life and time with my family and time with my husband. So it's taken me a really long time to get here. I've had a lot of stops and starts but I do feel like my relationship to email is in a really good place. And so I want to share five things that you can do to start to transform your relationship to email. And y'all know that I keep it really honest with you. I still notice, even with some of the measures that I have in place, that I still have this tick that when something gets hard, I will go to the window that my email is in, even though now I can't check anything. But I still am unlearning that tendency. I'm having to replace it with a desire to lean in or be curious or to understand what resource I might need in order to address the task that's in front of me that I'm trying to disengage from. So, yeah, it's not perfect, but it's a lot better. And I know that a lot of folks feel really tied to their inboxes. And I just don't want that for anyone. Like this podcast is about personal development for collective change. And when I think about the kind of world that I want to live in, I don't want it to be a world where people feel really tied to their inboxes, a world where people are missing out on in-person interactions and meaningful work in favor of like a little ding that's going off on their phone or on their desktop. So let's chat about five ways to change your relationship to email. And if you've got things that have worked for you, you can always share them, send me a DM or an email. We can all learn and grow together. Okay, so the first one, delete email from your phone. This sounds crazy. And I have, I said, this has been a years in the making journey for me. I've deleted email from my phone and then added it back and then deleted it again. Now I don't have any email app on my phone. And it sounds crazy at first, especially if you're someone who's so used to checking your email all the time. But nine times out of ten, you really don't need email on your phone. You don't. I promise you, because I haven't had it on my phone for a while, and I'm still here to tell this story to you. If it makes you feel a little bit better... Know that you can always log into your browser if you absolutely need to get something from your email, but the fact that, and I always, if I have to log in, I log in on an incognito window so that every single time I will have to log in separately, and I can't tell you the last time that I've had to log in via browser, so it's, again, it's really not that necessary, but you do have that backup, and for me, like I said, it was a stop and start Where I deleted the Gmail app from my phone, and then I added it back on because I was just using it in my browser so much. That was before I started doing it in the incognito window. That it was basically like I had email on my phone, but a less functional version of email. So why not add the app back on? I deleted it for good, and it just made me realize every pretty much everything can wait. It really can wait, and. That's just one less access point that can really help you if you're trying to build a healthier relationship to email. So start by deleting it off of your phone. If you need to have that pep talk, you can say, hey, listen, we can still log in on the browser. We're going to be okay. Do it in that incognito window. And then over time, you really won't need it in your browser either. And sometimes if I know that like I'm going somewhere and they might need something from my email, like an ID number or something like that, I'll just text it to myself, or I'll take a screenshot and text it to myself so I'm not tempted to go in my email. So you can have a little forethought around that as well. The next tip that I'll share for you is to check your email at schedule times. So this is another thing that has had a lot of false starts for me. I would try to do this. I would try different apps and things, and then I'd find the workaround, and then I'd just go crazy. I'll share two of the tools that I have used. I won't share the workaround, so hopefully they'll they'll be helpful to you. What I'm using currently that I love is called Tempo. It's only on Mac, I believe, and it only connects to Gmail right now, so specific situation, but... I like it a lot because I use G Suite for business and I have a Mac. So what I like about Tempo is you can schedule. So I get my email at 9 a.m., 1 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. And I can mark certain threads as VIP. So if I do know that something is really important, that'll pop up for me. And it'll give me a little notification, but everything else can wait till those times. Before I was using Tempo, I used Inbox When Ready, another Gmail add-on. Tempo has its own interface that I really like that's really minimalist and sleek. Inbox When Ready is within Gmail, and you can say, like, I can only check my email five times a day, and then after that, it'll give you a little delay where you have to wait 15 seconds and be like, yes, I do really want to check this thing. So. I also think that can batch send you emails at certain times, kind of like Tempo, but that was really helpful to me because I don't always have the best willpower. So anytime that I can use a program that will help me set good habits, that's been really successful for me. So I've liked both of these two because I don't have to have the willpower to not check my email from 9am to 1pm. I just know I Can't check it until that time. And now it's weird to me. I've had some times where I've had to look up something specifically. I've been looking for an attachment. So I'll go in the normal Gmail interface and I'll see all the emails that have come in since I last checked. And it's almost jarring to me because I've gotten so used to just dealing with my emails in batches, processing them through a certain system, and then moving forward. So I can really see how the habit change is working. Cause it's just not appealing for me to sit there and sift through emails all the time. It also has really made me realize that almost no email is urgent. Having that four hours in the morning and four hours in the afternoon, I'm just like, yeah, there's really nothing that that is that important. So delete email from your phone. Check email at scheduled times, and if you do have more willpower than me. You can just do this yourself. You can just say, these are the times I'm going to check it. And maybe I'll log out all the way or whatever works for you. I just personally need that external support because I like to find ways around things, even if it's not helpful for me in the long term. Tip number three, make your emails matter. So this is probably the one that I am still working on the most and It's just all about making sure that there's less back and forth. Like if I'm only going to be reading and responding to emails at certain times, then it makes more sense that I want my emails to pack a punch. So if I'm trying to schedule a meeting saying, these are the days that I'm available, these are the times that I'm available, what works for me? Or if someone responds and says, I'm available in this window, instead of emailing back, okay, what about this time? I just send a meeting invite. And then if it doesn't work for them, they can say, hey, can we push this back a half an hour? I know that was in my window, but I had a meeting pop up. So making sure that I'm sending suggested times, also that I can have like a clear call to action. So I'm asking if you will participate in this. I want to know your feedback on this and you can put that feedback here so that when I'm getting an email and engaging in a, a conversation that i'm getting the information that i need to do something with it instead of just all of these short back and forths that are clogging up my inbox for no reason. So this i'm not always perfect at. Sometimes i do more back and forth than i would like to, but i'm i'm really trying on this because we all want less in emails in our inbox, right? And this is one way to do it just be clearer and more direct in your email communication. Tip number four, automate to make emails less necessary. So part of the reason that I feel like I'm in a really good place with email right now is because I've started to automate more things and I just had a big project finally get 100% automated after several months. And I realized that I would use certain emails as an excuse. Like, oh, I have to check my email because if someone orders this, then I'm going to have to respond. So I just need to check it all the time so that I don't miss anything. Well, if there is an automation that can handle whatever tasks that I would need to do, then I'm less tied to my inbox personally. So Zapier is my best (laughs) digital friend. And Having tasks that maybe I would have had to respond to personally just get automated and happen and at the end of every week or month I can see a report on it makes life a lot easier and it eliminates that excuse of, oh, I have to check because if this happens, then I have to do this. See if there's a way, there's a a technology or a system that you can use to make more, to make less of those if this, then that situations with your email. Because like I said, I would say, I need to check this thing. And so that would get me into my inbox. And then inevitably, there'd be five other emails that would pull me away. So the thing that was pulling me to my inbox and making me check it all the time didn't actually come true. But then here I am, five emails deep, working on something completely unrelated. And it just makes me feel better too, knowing that the highest priority things will get taken care of. And a lot of times they don't need my direct input in them. I will also say that I hired someone to help me. She does a lot of amazing things, but part of what she helps me do is look for high priority emails in in our workouts inbox. So now that's not a task that I have to have, but this whole conversation around email has made me realize that Most of it really isn't that important. And I've been thinking maybe there'll be an episode on this later on about how we as a collective can just set new norms around email because I think a lot of workplaces and a lot of companies have set this expectation for instantaneous service, which just puts us all in a weird place. And unless someone's like sick or dying or something like that, We probably don't need instantaneous service and how might we reset our expectations to align with that truth? So that's a whole other thing that I'm thinking about. But yes, automation and some good old people power to make emails less necessary and also to make sure that someone can handle the emails that maybe are necessary. The last tip that I'll say is provide access outside of email. So another reason why I feel comfortable not checking my email as often as I used to is because I know that the right people have access to me when they need it. And so I don't have to see email as the end all and be all. For example, like if, well, in Tempo, I mentioned there's threads. So there's the VIP thread. I know that Whatever threads I mark as important, if there's a response to that, I'll see it. I can respond sooner rather than later because I've defined for myself that that's important. Instead of just sifting through my emails, seeing all these things, getting stressed out, and having to, in the midst of that stress and those emotions, figure out what to do. So I like having tempo, being able to mark conversations as important, and have those get filtered up more quickly. Then the other thing is having people say, hey, if you really need me, send me a text. If you really need me, you can send me a direct message on Slack. Whatever that is where this is a high priority situation and then making sure that you define what a high priority situation is. But yeah, I know that if there's an urgent question, people have access to me in that way. And it's intentional who has that kind of access and it's limited. So I'm not just telling anyone who emails me that they can reach out to me on those channels, but the right people can. So those are the ways that I've changed my relationship to email. Getting it off of my phone, which was hard, but has made a huge difference. Checking email at scheduled times. It helps you process the email, but like I said, it's such a mindset shift. You just realize, oh yeah, pretty much everything can wait. Make my emails matter. So when I am sending an email, I am asking for the information that I need to be able to decisively and effectively respond to the next email that they send me. Use automation to make emails less necessary. Notice when you're getting caught up in those excuses. I have to check this because then I have to check that. And then I have to do this. See if there's a way that you can provide some support within that. Could be a canned response. Could be a zappier zap. It could be a form that people respond. There's so many cool automations that you can do. I won't get super technical into that. But I remember even when I was at Allstate using Outlook, I found some cool Automations that were available. So, know that you can look around and see. Microsoft actually has its own automation suite, kind of like its own Zapier. So, just for y'all who have Outlook at work, that might be something that you can look into. I believe it's called Microsoft Flow. And then, and I got distracted. So, automate to make emails less necessary and then give access outside of email to the right people with intention, let them know when it's appropriate to reach out outside of email and when it's not. So that's how I've started to change my relationship to email. I mentioned that it feels like it's in an incredible place and I'm still thinking about where there's room for it to change and where there's room for me to improve and how I can use my new relationship to email to encourage people to think about their own relationships to email maybe more to come on that. In the coming months, I try to do this stuff as I process it and start living it. So it'll be a while before I can give you an update, but I hope that this is helpful and that you can start implementing it. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, if you learned something, share it with someone, whether that's screenshotting it and sharing it on your stories or texting them the link. I really appreciate it. It's you sharing it that gets this content to more folks. So thank you so, so much for listening. And I will be back in your earbuds next week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.